Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad that you've decided to join us. My name is Jonathan, and I've got the ever amazing, happy <laughs> Stephen Cervantes with me. So, how are you today? I'm good, but I didn't get the memo. We're supposed to wear stripes. Oh yeah, stripes I thought it was checks. Oh, checks was last week. Oh no. Oh, no. Hopefully, we won't. No. Uh, We're in black and white. Yeah. Hopefully, we won't <laughs> visually disturb the, our viewers that are watching us, but. Um, listeners, we're glad that you're with us. I, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that we are rolling ever closer to the end of 2020. I mean, you know, we'll we'll blink again and it'll be the 2021. And so, uh, we would just ask that as we are kind of rolling up on the end of the year, and if you are thinking about, um, any, any year end giving, um, and you, you know, you would like to send some gifts and support our way. We would be so grateful for that because uh, that's what we rely on. We're a listener supported program. And so the only way that people are seeing us or hearing us is, uh, because of generous donations. So if you'd like to give to this, uh, outreach, this ministry, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. And for all of you who have, we say thank you. Amen, yeah. We couldn't be heard yeah. without you, so thank you. Definitely. Well, Stephen, last time um, we got into this conversation about these 23 thoughts that a a lonely spouse mm. or a spouse that feels kind of disconnected from their spouse wants to share with that disconnected or scared spouse. Mm-hmm. And so we got into about, what do we get down to, about 10 or 11 of the comments there, and, and really— as a lot of these were unfolding, it's really a, a way to try to say how can how can one spouse try to try to sort of invite and encourage the other spouse to yes. a deeper sense of oneness. Like, what does it look like to build more togetherness in that relationship? Mm. And so, what do you want to say about anything from last time? I or just say roll we right launch into- right in. If you missed the last one, it's good and this is good so if you heard the last one came back excellent so this is a dialogue from a lonely spouse in a marriage who's crying out to their partner saying hey could could you hear me could you just listen because something in these comments might touch your heart and awaken you and give opportunity for god and the spirit to move you and we could end up in a better place. Yeah. So her, her first comment to him is, yes, we're married. We are married. We're faithfully married and lovingly married. But I feel alone and unknown. Mm. There's more I want to share. But I'm being blocked. Yeah, you know, uh, that that phrase unknown is really what captures me because when I think about uh, one of the things that we teach in our workshop uh, for, for men, it really applies to every human being, but that is that our deepest, our deepest need. And it's not just a desire. It's not just Mm. a want. It's not peripheral. It is deep to the core of who we are as a human being is to be known and loved. Yes. So when when I hear this spouse saying, you know, we got a good marriage, but there's still an aspect in which I feel like we're disconnected. You don't know me mm. to the degree that I would like you to know me. Um, now, for the scared spouse that's hearing this, uh, again, so many times the scared spouse is going to have a pretty strong shame grid. Mm-hmm. 
it's very important that you, as best as you can, try to listen to this comment with empathy. What I mean is, mm. don't just take it and say, and then make it all about yourself, like, and then start trying to rattle off all the things that you've done for your wife, or all of the ways you provide, or all the ways that you, right. it's like, no, no, no. Can you put yourself in her shoes for just a second and say, what does it feel like? What would I feel like from her perspective if, if she loves me and doesn't feel like I know her? What does that feel like? Mm. I think it might give you more of a sense of wanting to explore her more because mm-hmm. now you're realizing, oh, that, that doesn't feel so good. To be with the person that I love more than anybody else and they don't know me. And is it such a huge request? No. I would like for you, I would like to tell you things so you could know me. Is that so overwhelming? Yeah. You know? And just as a little sidebar here, this is something you've told me for years. Yeah. You you know, you tell you tell what the, uh, the, the three words that women love to hear more than any other words, and it's not I love you. <laughs> it's tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> So guys, this is good, Jonathan. husbands, if you're hearing this about your wife saying, I feel unknown. Oh, I love this. Then start using those words more and more. Like just That's what it. she's talking. Say, tell me more. So tell remember, more. Jonathan is giving men skills. Jonathan's a skills guy, right? I'm in a kind of observational, I'll present the problem. Jonathan loves skills. So did you hear that, guys? Write it down. Try to say that line. It, well, tell me more. Or keep talking. Keep going. I'm listening to you. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. So the wife says, I'm looking for some specific interactions that will help me and help you. And I can teach you these skills if you'll just let me. Mm. I, I, I can show you some things. Now, Jonathan just cut in and told you what to do. Tell me more. Keep going. I'm listening. Those are the skills that she would like you to practice. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is another one of those times where it's it's really important to to not take this as a like a derogatory request or something like like you know mom patting her little boy on the head and saying I can teach you you know if you can I just I, I need to, no no no. This, if, uh-huh. if you listen to the last podcast, you realize that so much of the setup of, of many of these statements has been with humility, with a desire for oneness. It's about the two becoming connected at a deeper level. So it's not mm-hmm. about one spouse talking down to another spouse. These are equal partners, and this one partner is coming to the other and saying, I want, I want deeper I want richer. Yes. I want fuller. And there's some things that I would like to offer to you that I think could help in that process. And by the way, mm. as you get into it, this can work both ways. There are skills that this other person has, but we're talking right now primarily within the we, – we keep that in mind so that this isn't talking about, um, you know, how to work a chainsaw or something. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about relational connection here. Right. And when she says that I can teach you some of these things, she's not saying I can teach you everything there is to know about you know, every aspect of a relationship and every aspect of life. No, it's like 
there's some emotional things that I think I can help you grow in. And that will help me and help you, right? It'll help both of us, But then she goes on and she says, but you fight me. Mm. We could get there, but you fight me. I want to show you, but you fight me. I'm trying to tell you in all humility, but you fight me. Yeah. This is not the time to make an argument about what she just said because that only proves the point. <laughs> if, you, if you come back and try to be defensive and say, that's not true. Well, guess what you just did? Now you're fighting her. Um, and maybe for some of you, if you're like me and you've got this real huge blind spot, sometimes you need to make some of those enormous gaffes that mm-hmm. prove so <laughs> obviously that what she says is true, that that's the thing that you need to like break through and go, oh my goodness, I see it now. Mm, I, I love that I see thought. it that I actually do fight you because I just fought you about telling me that I fight you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and why am I fighting you? This is my wife. I love her. Why right. am I? That's a great question. And, stop fighting. Tell yourself, stop fighting. And here's the other thing about that. I think it's very important to hear that when, when that truth is revealed, that you've been combating and resisting, I think there's two things. One is that probably does show that you have been hiding behind that fear wall. Uh, you, you're... You're more afraid than anything else, and so that's why you fight. But I think the other thing is that you've got to recognize that your wife is not the problem. And it's it's so important, I think, then to, to, to recognize that when she's stating that you fight me, you fight me, that the way you're going to get through that is not by just becoming like a limp noodle. Right. The way you're going to get through that is saying, okay— how do we more closely attach so we together yeah. can tackle this problem of our intimacy and closeness? Right. But even if you say, just don't fight, just don't fight, don't fight, that's a forward step. Yeah. Because I fight, I fight, I fight, she says it. But if I say, don't fight, don't fight, don't fight, don't fight. And one, again, getting to a practical. Uh, to yourself in your head, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. To, to a practical point here, I think the best way to resist fighting Mm-hmm. is to tell yourself, listen. Just repeat the word. Listen. 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 So, listen. Mean, you can frame it in the negative, like don't fight, don't fight. But sometimes I think the more we do that, we're like still focusing on fighting. Right. But if you say, okay, what's the opposite of fighting here? Listening. Yeah. I just need to listen more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, that's good. Any of those will break it for a second, right? And then you can mm-hmm. be present and break the routine. So she goes on and says, look, I'm an adult and I'm your partner and I need a voice. I need to be heard. And I'm not sure why you can't hear me. I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to tell you what I need. I want to use my own adult voice. And it's like you can't hear me. This is where I think it's very important to... um respond with curiosity because again this could be one of those things where hey through the shame grid now i'm going to be defensive because i'm i'm not going to be listening to her which is ironic right Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be listening to her i'm going to make her comment about me right and that's what we do so much of the time is is we're not hearing what is being said we're only we're only reacting to what is being said because it's basically she's saying I need a voice I need to be heard and when it, if, a, if a guy takes that and then makes it about himself 
he's going to be defensive and, again, proving her point because now he's not listening to her. So what I was going to say is I think it's important to be when you hear when you hear these kinds of comments is try to respond with curiosity. And what curiosity looks like, I think, is is questions. You know, so good that that plays right off this one. OK, yeah. so we may want to repeat that again because she says, here's an observation I made about you, husband. When I talk, you immediately get defensive and go into protection mode. I'm talking. I'm telling you about life and pain and difficulty and struggle and hopes and dreams. And if something sets you off, you immediately go in defensive and protection. And what I want to know is what's going on inside you. Mm-hmm. But because you're in protection mode, we, we never learn you. And I never get to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this, is, this means there's kind of an inquisitive nature by both parties. Um, you know, this has happened more times than I care to count in my own marriage where, uh, you know, my wife will bring up a topic or something and sometimes even completely uh, puzzling to me, I can just feel my whole being just getting <laughs> stressed. Yeah. Oh. And I'll be hey, like, are you telling my story now? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you? And I just think, good. and, and my immediate reaction is I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to have a conversation anymore. I want to run. I want to flee. I'm flooded. And so a lot of times I can come off with like real short, you know, kind of conversation ending tones sort of thing. And even just walking out of the room or whatever. And I'll have to always come back around and go, what was going on there? Yeah. And, and until my wife and I talk that out and I'm able to say, okay, here's what I think was going on and then actually invite her in to be able to get her perspective on what she was seeing. If I don't do that, then guess what? We've just created more of a divide there. And so I think another way to frame all of this, especially for the scared spouse out there that's maybe hearing this and going, this seems overwhelming, is uh, we always talk about it being a growth mission, right? Right. And if you can look at this as... This kind of stuff, when the question is asked, can you help me understand what's going on inside of you? This is not about putting you under a microscope or under a hot mm-hmm. lamp and saying, where were you on the night of such and such? It's, such, you know, it's, not, it's not an inquisition in that way. It's more of like, this is a part of deepening your relationship. Right. Is unpacking those moments where you feel like, I just want to get out of this conversation right now. Is staying in a little bit longer and going, Okay, can I just try to share one thing with my spouse about what's happening inside of me right now? This is beautiful because this is about a lonely spouse and a scared spouse, and you just demonstrated it perfectly in your story. It's it. Our fears are inside us. Our body knows, mm-hmm. and when danger comes, the body goes first. Even before the brain goes, the body goes. And did you hear what you said? I just start feeling this rising up inside right. me. So, one, we know it's fear. We know you're flooding with fear. She just stepped on something, right? It's really important now from this day forward to always remember, oh, I'm flooding. Fear got triggered. I wonder what scared me. Yeah. Because every man out there listening knows exactly what you're saying. Because I'll tell you the two words that start me to flooding. You want to hear them? Sure. Two words. Here they go. (laughs) Did you? Did you? Did you cut the grass? 
Did you pick it up? Did you go to the store? Did you remember? Did oh, you take out wow, the trash? Yeah. I mean, did you? Those two words, all of, man, I wall up. Did I? I think I did. I hope I did. I did. Because, like, you know, failure is in my face. Right. Yeah. That's so, good. so knowing there's a body sensation is really important too, because mm-hmm. your body knows danger, and your brain—that's what you said. I have to walk away and think about. It. I have to process what happened. Something got in. It it triggered me. I'm flooding. What what did it hit? Right? Yeah. Because there was something. If you pay attention, that's why I like that. I know my words. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I I was going to actually kind of tell everybody it's important what Stephen just shared. There is okay. Over the course of your life, you somewhere along the way learned, okay, where does that come from? And you found it. Did, what triggers did, did it, you, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And so the thing is, is now, do you have the same level of overwhelmed fear when you hear those words? Or do, you, or can you more quickly go to, I know what's triggering me now? Now, I this the, is really a good conversation. We're going to have to park this one for a minute here because <laughs> this is so good. So remember... Why do we have fear inside us? We have fear inside us because of our stories. Mm-hmm. My father yelled at me, or mother was crying because she was upset, or or they were fighting because I didn't do, or my buddies ganged up and started calling me stupid, and nobody wanted to be my friend. All the fears live in us, right? And it's the fear of failure and rejection. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the core fear we have, failure and rejection. And remember, because this body was in the stories, it's stored in the bodies. And so when somebody says, well, did you make a mistake? Did you do the wrong thing? Did you do the right thing? Did you? Now, I've taught my wife to say, I know you already did this, but I'm just <laughs> reminding you. See, we can teach our spouse to go under it. Yeah. I know you've already thought about this. But you, it's trash day. I know you've already thought. Do you understand how different that sounds? Is, did you take the trash out? Right, yeah. Ah, oh, dang it. I was going to do it, and she busted me. I, it was next <laughs> on the list. I, I thought about it five minutes ago. Oh, man, I hate that she has to tell me what to do to be good. And I just failed. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, your question was, does that ever go away? I'm not saying never go away. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I'm exaggerating yeah. it. But we're healthy. We love Jesus and we're Christians. <laughs> Does it ever go away? Not no. as long as you have no. this body. No. Because this body was in those stories. Right. So I can be triggered like that mm-hmm. by anybody, by a boss screaming or a friend saying, talking about me. You know how he did? He was like, failure, failure, failure. My system remembers. I want acceptance and love, right? So the bi- we fight our own biology, right? Mm-hmm. And so I will be triggered. And then I have to breathe, breathe next, breathe, breathe for a second. Because you got to fork the road. What these guys are doing is they're going defensive protection mode. Mm-hmm. They're missing one breath. They would go, oh, this is my wife. She's talking. Yeah. Yes, my body isn't tense and under pressure right now. I'm not dying. Settle down. Breathe. Jesus loves me. I'm redeemed and forgiven, and I'm just fine. But the boy inside, mm-hmm. the fear inside, right, will just flood us. Okay, so sidebar complete. We're going to come back to these thoughts that a lonely spouse is yes. saying to a scared spouse. Because mm-hmm. we do want to give you the rest of that information for okay. this session. 
So on our, on our journey, I want to learn more about me, and I want to learn more about you. I mean, that's why I care and want to do this. And that's important because all of this is about a growth mission. And I think that's important, especially, if, I mean, I think it's important for both spouses to hear this, but especially for the scared spouse. Because I think so many times the scared spouse is usually more in line with a performance paradigm, I think. In mm-hmm. other words, that's probably why there's a lot of fear is it's like, I've got to measure up. I've got to always do. And so the thing is, mm-hmm. is this is saying, can we can we shift your paradigm that, listen, if, if you were to take a step out here, tell me something vulnerable about yourself, and uh, this conversation just doesn't go well, that you're not a failure, that it's all about growth. We'll learn something mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, you know, I love the fact that, this is talking about I want to learn things. I want to know yes. things. And it doesn't mean that those things are, quote, unquote, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like. No, it's growth. In it's other words, learning. what I mean is like yeah. if, if you're asking this of your spouse, you're not saying if you give me these answers, you're right. If you give me those answers, you're right. No, it's like your story. Who are you is what I want to know. Yes. And that's not right or wrong. That's yes. you. Yes, that's right. And so. Dear, I read somewhere in a book that it said, we exist for two purposes. I want to share this with you. We exist to learn ourselves. So in all our broken places, we can cry out to the Father. Right? You don't start with God and find man. I'm I'm me, in me. I got to learn what scares me and why I'm sad. I have to learn me. Then I cry out and the father says, oh, yeah, yeah, I got I got the plan. I know you don't. I got the plan. So I, some people say, hey, die to yourself, ignore yourself, be a zero, be nothing. It's devil or God or devil or God and you're nothing. That doesn't work. So I have to learn me and then I have to learn all about God because he has a plan and a way and a solution for all mm-hmm. this. And that's all I'm trying to do here. Yeah. And then I think that way that can be taken and where a couple can go with that is, yeah, what does that look like for us to do together? Mm. In other words, how can I help you learn you and help you learn God? And how can you Mm. help me learn me and help me learn God? Beautiful. I I think that's one of the, I think that's actually one of the the core um, reasons that God established the marriage relationship is this knowing, this intimate knowing of one another so that it's not just about um, it's not just about the quote unquote couple. It's about saying we're, we're put together to kind of help each other as individuals grow. And in that process, we are becoming like Christ. Absolutely, yeah. Right, and we're working the program, and we're we're showing the creation is showing there is a creator mm. in this sacrificial oneness. So I know these comments I've written down will both engage you and intrigue you and scare you at the same time. But I love you and I love us. I just want everything God has for us. I think this is an important comment for the scared spouse to hear because I think, you know, having, 
you know, having lived my whole marriage as kind of the scared spouse, the one that just struggles sometimes with the risk taking that's necessary relationally. Mm. It's funny. It's funny because there's plenty of areas of my life where I'm a huge risk taker. <laughs> right. But in relationships, man, I got a lot more fear, you know. And uh, I think it's important to hear this because sometimes as a scared spouse, it can feel like whenever help is offered or whenever mm. the the other spouse comes to try to you know, improve the relationship or deepen it. It can seem as if that person may not understand the degree to which my fear controls me or triggers me. And this statement is saying, I understand. I understand that so many of the things that I'm bringing right here can, on the one hand, seem exciting to you, but I also know you enough to know that there's fear there, Mm -hmm. that some of these things can be frightening to you, and I just want you to know that. I can't tell you how disarming that is. It's like it can bring down those walls of defense because it's like, okay, you actually get it. I am scared. I'm a chicken a lot of times when it comes to, you know, doing relationally difficult things. And isn't this beautiful? Because if I know you have fear and you know how I have fear, that's the starting point. Yeah, we can be friends. Yes, but if I come and bring my fear out and you live behind the wall, it's hard to... Yeah. To, to deepen the dialogue and develop the rhythm and share as my fear comes up and you can soothe me and when yours comes up, I can comfort you, and, right? Yeah. So, dear, my, my request is this. When your fear comes up, try to grab it and hold it and wrestle with it. Don't let your body run away, go to arguing, get mad, self-protect, or zone out. All those are symptoms that your fear came up mm-hmm. and you did your little boy runaway thing. Just breathe. Try to hold on to peace and stay present with me just a little longer in each of our conversations. That would help so much. Yeah, so another little thing that you taught me. Listeners, if you haven't realized by now, like <laughs> all my good ideas are just Stephen's <laughs> ideas. So, uh, Thank you, brother. Uh, uh, you, you taught me this a long, long time ago that relates to this, and that is just when you have that sense of wanting to flee, mm. is just repeat, stay, stay, stay. Stay, like stay, just stay. stay. Just say. Remember, either you're going into fear or you're going to give yourself an alternative, right? Mm-hmm. And Jonathan proposed her, listen, listen, because I'm flooding with fear. i got to run, defend, protect, argue. Listen, li- right? If we can create a fork right there, and now he's proposing, stay. I want to run, stay. I want to zone out, stay. She's, she's taking me out with this one, stay, right? Mm-hmm. So her last comment is this. My hope is that you allow God and this marriage to, go, to grow into the greatness and the fullness and the oneness that God has for us. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. Yeah, and then this spouse is uh, is offering this prayer. So the, the lonely spouse is offering this prayer saying, Heavenly Father, please give my spouse ears to hear my plea. These words are not perfect, but they are what I have observed and come from my heart. So, Father, I love you and I love my spouse. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this relationship. And I pray all of this in the name of the Father, the Son, and and your Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So, Thank you for listening. Yeah. Let's talk about oneness. 
and couples, we hope that this has started to just give you uh, some encouragement of things of how, how do we begin to have some of these conversations that will take us into deeper oneness, um, you know, for the lonely spouse to feel like they've got maybe some um, some language now to put around maybe some thoughts and feelings they've had for a long time, but not necessarily knowing how to express some of these things to the spouse that is more scared. If you're the more scared spouse, I'm just praying that you would be willing to receive these words Amen. in a way that actually inspires you to come out of that shell, come behind, come from behind that wall of fear and actually engage your spouse in a more productive, healthy way. Because um, as I've seen in my own marriage, um, there's great benefit to coming out from behind that wall Amen. and actually saying, okay, I'm going to do some hard things, but they're yeah. good things. And we would agree with you in prayer that this conversation could change the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It could change you. It could change your marriage. It could bless your spouse. It could honor your God. And it could show oneness lives in you because his spirit lives in you. Yeah. Amen. Well, and if you'd like some more help along the way, please reach out to us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take God care. bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.